There is nothing more frustrating than praying and praying in a situation and seeing nothing change, no breakthrough, and wondering if your prayers are even getting past the ceiling. Well, there is actually some strategy involved in prayers that are effective and prayers that are not as effective. And in today's episode, my special guest, Dr. Charlie Jordan, who was the former bassist of Prophet Kim Clement, is coming on the show to talk about prophetic prayer. When you get your hands on prophetic prayer, your prayer life will never, ever be the same. And you will see things shift and change on a scale that you've never seen before. So you're not going to want to miss this. Hang tight because he's going to share some of his stories of how he got connected with Kim in the beginning. And towards the end, we're going to get into prophetic prayer. It's a longer episode, but it's worth the listen. All right, let's jump in. Hi, and you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. Thanks so much for joining me today at Java with Jen. It's good to have you back. And if you guys caught the very end of last week's episode, I gave you a little teaser about what to expect this week. And I have a special guest on, Dr. Charlie Jordan, who is a new friend of mine, but one I'm very excited to meet. And it's felt very much like a divine connection. He has been connected to Kim Clement's ministry, which if you don't know who Kim Clement is, we will explain. And you'll be like, where has this been all my life? So I just want to welcome Mr. Jordan, thank you, Mr. Charlie, for coming on my show. It's so good to have you. Uh, thank you for inviting me, man. Like I've said, I'm so honored that you, you know, you've asked me to come. So I'm super excited. I am too. And just the topic that we're hitting today, which is prophetic prayer. For those of you who are new to the phraseology prophetic, the short of that is simply hearing what God is saying, seeing what God is showing and putting language to it, putting words to it, to bring it into the earth. That's a very simple explanation. Most people agree that God does speak to us. And so we can all agree on that, no matter your denominational background. And so prophetic prayer is when you go into prayer with a heart to hear what's on God's heart and bring Mm -hmm. that into expression through prayer. And so we're going to break that down. So let me introduce a little background to Mr. Charlie, and then Charlie, you can elaborate on any of this as you desire. Um, But Charlie, according to Charlie's mother, Hannah, his love for music started before he could even walk. At age five, he began teaching himself piano. And then at 12, he began taking lessons on the trombone and at 13 on the bass. After two and a half years majoring in music at Texas Tech University, Charlie decided to move to Dallas and started to perform with Firework, a top jazz fusion band in Dallas. This lasted seven years. And while he was playing with Firework, Charlie was also recording with two of his cousins and local friends from Lubbock, Texas. The name of his band was Lubbock named in honor of the city where they were all from. So Lubbock was in the running for a major recording contract, which eventually was awarded to the now very popular R&B band, Tony, Tony, Tone. As Charlie's yeah. music career was blossoming, he moved to LA like most talented musicians do to get closer to the music industry. However, God had another plan. And on January 26, 1990, he gave his life to Jesus. Changed forever, Charlie enrolled in Bible college. And in 96, he became an ordained minister. And in 93, he began playing bass for prophet Kim Clement. In 94, he became Kim's worship and praise leader. And during this time, he was able to work with the now very popular Israel Houghton of Israel and the New Breed, who was also trained prophetically under Kim Clement. In 2004, Kim anointed Charlie to do additional ministry for local churches, 
Operation Higher Praise was born, which later became BTL, which is for Base the Lord Productions. Whether Charlie's ministering with Kim Clement in front of millions, millions or an, on his own at a local church, it is guaranteed he will pour out his heart and deposit a blessing that will last a lifetime. Now, Kim Clement has gone on to be with the Lord as of mm -hmm. 2016, but Charlie, that's a very robust background. I love your love for music. I have a very musical family as well. Why don't you go ahead and is there anything in there you want to elaborate on and just kind of share the little backstory too? Yeah, well, the name of the group, the R&B group, Tony, Tony, it's actually Tony, Tony, Tony. And oh. uh, yeah, and they, uh, you know, of course, they became very popular. And uh, but the, you know, all of that was actually God. God sh was shutting those doors because I had a very, very particular and very specific journey that I had to go on. And now that I look back on it now in hindsight, I know that those doors were shut because uh, we, we came so close to having that deal. Mm -hmm. I think that if I would have went down that road, I wouldn't have never stepped on my street. I like to call it my street called straight because we all have a street called straight. Mm -hmm. That's basically a street of destiny, something that God has already laid out and walked out for you. Just like he told Ananias, go to, go to a street called straight where you will find one Saul of Tarsus because you have been called, you have been designated to go and lay hands on him so that he can receive sight and receive my Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so that was very pivotal because Ananias was one that said, well, wait a minute, you're talking about Saul of Tarsus. This is the guy that's been, you know, wreaking havoc upon the church, arresting all of us. Are you sure about this? And God said, of course, I'm paraphrasing the other mm -hmm. word, but God says, yes, I've already shown him your face. So mm -hmm. you have to go to where your face is because you, you are already technically there. Ah. And so that street was a street that he had to walk down because mm. God had already paid that out for him. And so that's why I know that those deals were shut. I mean, I, once I moved to LA, I moved to LA in 1989 mm -hmm. and my wife and I, uh, at that particular time, I wasn't serving the Lord. And when I moved there in 89, mm -hmm. uh, we separated. She didn't want to have anything to do with me. She was mm -hmm. saying, I want a divorce. I want this. But here's what's interesting. When I moved there, I was there two weeks and I got a chance to audition to play to uh, uh, the play for Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton, you know, oh, yeah. you know him, the pop artist. Yes. And uh, I actually, actually, you know, pretty much got the gig, but the door shut immediately. Once mm -hmm. again, God was shutting these doors that he didn't want me to go down that street. Mm -hmm. There, There's that street called straight that I had to go on. And California was the beginning of it. Wow. Because see, so I had to get to California mm -hmm. in order to totally connect with the destiny that God had laid out for me. Yeah. Because that was where I first, I came to the Lord. Now I grew up in the church church now you have to understand this I grew up in the church my my parents made us go to church I mean I had to go to church <laughs> but the church wasn't in me okay right, right. I, you know at five six years old I used to sing and uh it, it was a song that everyone loved for me to sing it was 99 and a half won't do uh, I don't know if you uh, heard that old that school song 99 uh -huh. 
in a half won't do I gotta get a hundred you know <laughs> so it's one of those old school songs uh -huh. and so I used to sing it as a kid and uh -huh. and man they would request that all the time you know so I would go to church but I wasn't in the church if you sure. know what I'm saying mm -hmm. I never really walked with God mm -hmm. until January 26 1990 mm -hmm. because it was on that day I had hit that fork in the road to where you know you 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 hit that brick wall and everything came tumbling down that's mm -hmm. when I realized that wow you know okay my father had died mm -hmm. my wife was leaving me she she you know she was asking for a divorce and I was in California and things just weren't working out the way mm -hmm. I thought they were and so uh I was playing with a top 40 band the name of the band was The Team. It was a very popular band out in Southern California. And the guitar player was the only player that was a Christian. Spirit-filled, loved God, mm. and basically had the same story that I had. Wow. Wife left him. You know, his life was a wreck. But he came to know Christ. And God healed everything in their marriage. And everything was beautiful. So he said, why don't you come stay with me? Okay, because I had decided I was just gonna move back to Texas and yeah, but no, I had to I had to be in California. Mm. And so I uh, to make a long story short, I stayed with him and uh, one night I wanted to speak with my son. Now we had two children at the time. It was our firstborn Gerald and then Sean was the second born. And uh, I had called to speak with my son and my mother-in-law wouldn't allow me to to do it mm -hmm. so of course i wasn't saved then so i punched a hole in 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 the guitar players in the room that i was standing. i punched a hole in the wall right oh no <laughs> and that's when he said hey uh charlie man you really need to you need to know jesus man yeah. because you know we we can't have this so the very next night which was the 26th of january mm -hmm. i met my pastor dr uh Robert Cathers. And so I met him and he led me to the Lord that night. Mm. And it was on that night that my life really changed. It I, it just changed. The, mm. the power of God came upon me and I was changed instantly. But it took six months mm. to get my family back because this is what God did to me. He said, I know that you want your family back and I will grant this. But first, you must know me and you must yeah. You must walk in my image now mm -hmm. because the old image, she, she, she doesn't want to see that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> have to see me now. She's going to have to see who you really are. Mm. And see, that's the beauty about salvation, man. Salvation. When you come into the knowledge of Christ and you start walking with Christ, you really tap into who you really are mm -hmm. because that's who you were before he even placed you in your mother's womb. Jeremiah right. says it so beautifully. Before I placed you in the womb, I knew you. Mm -hmm. And while you was in that womb, before you were born, I sanctified, set you apart, made you holy, ordained you to do something powerful, to do something wonderful for me. Yeah. So in the beginning, that's who we, that's who we are. Mm -hmm. We are truly in his image, called to do something beautiful and powerful yeah. for him. Yes. And so that's what I did. I reconnected with him. And then I had to be delivered of all the gunk and all of the stuff mm -hmm. that sin and a sinful lifestyle will bring you. Mm 
-hmm. And so when that happened, my wife looked at me and we've been together ever since. So, you know, I can say we just celebrated uh, our 46 years being together on the 19th of uh, April of this month. So that's so so yeah so that's kind of uh i tried to make it i tried to make it short now i could have made it longer (laughs) i know but but that's basically what what happened i had to get to california because california was the place to where i was going to enter my garden to where god was going to impart raise me up and train me to get me set to go on my journey yeah and i love you actually kind of nudged towards some important topics that I feel like some people, sometimes we don't recognize when we're experiencing and walking that through. It's like a lot of people don't realize like there is scripturally, there are books in heaven written about your destiny and the days of your life. And they're called the books of destiny. And Mm -hmm. you can, I've in prayer, I've seen some of what's written on the pages for the books over America when I've been in intercession. And so I've been praying to see what's on the books over my children's lives and over my life, because I want to speak those things in prayer. And, um, and so God, the word says that he knew us before the foundations of the world, he had plans mm-hmm. for us. And so God has a plan for your life. And like you're saying, you got to get on that straight street, which is in mm-hmm. essence, you need to get in the place where God is ordering your steps and aligning you right. with what his bigger purpose is. And right. uh, sometimes we can perceive that when doors are closed or hard things are happening, I mean, your wife leaving you while that was not comfortable and probably felt like a tragic failure in the moment. Looking back, I'm sure you can see how the Lord used that strategically to align your life. Yeah, it had to happen. Yeah. 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 And so there's so many times in our life that in the middle of it, something can look like a failure, but it's actually God ordering our steps and pulling things out of us, confronting us. Sometimes we don't change until we feel the pain of our sin. Pain causes us to want to change. And so when we go through painful times, those can be the most pivotal times. And so Um, I just wanted to pull that out because you hit on that. And that's a very valuable nugget right there. Um, Well, and you just hit on something that is so, so beautiful when, when you correlated that my wife leaving me was something that needed to happen. It mm -hmm. needed God, you know, he, he had to shake me Mm -hmm. to wake me. Yeah. You know, he has to shake us at times to wake us up. It's very interesting that you said this because I'm going to segue that. That's what I love about prophetic individuals. See, when prophetic people get together, Uh we get on the, I I like to call it the pulse, the beat of the Holy Ghost. And we we, we started, you know, we we own this rhythm Uh and and we are perfectly synced. That's beautiful that you brought this up because, see, my wife had had enough of my playing, my being away from home, traveling. Mm -hmm. You know, and and all the other stuff that comes with a professional musician, you know, the knucklehead stuff that we, you know, that we do. All right. So without knowing this, without knowing this, uh, Kim Clement came into our lives in 1993. Uh It was at a meeting that uh, my pastor uh, brought Kim to the church. And and in that first meeting, now we had, uh, you know, we've heard about how this prophet was, man, he's a great prophet. He's a fantastic prophet. So I was very excited. And so in that meeting, Kim gave me a word mm-hmm. and he said, spirit of Elijah rest upon you. Wow. Spirit of Elijah rest upon you. You will walk in the office of a prophet one day, but you will prophesy on the streams 
and you will go to and fro and people in the industry will come and hear you and they will hear this sound that is coming out of you. It's a very powerful word. And at the time, like you know, I was only three years young in the Lord, so I was very green. Mm. So when he said prophesy on the strings, I was like, well, how can you do that? <laughs> right. You know, how, how, how can you, I thought when you prophesy, you gotta, you gotta speak, you gotta, so I, I had no understanding of this. So it was very beautiful what God was beginning to do. Uh-huh. Well, all right. The, in uh, about three months later, a gentleman by the name of Dave Robinson. Now he's part of the faith movement. He's out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, okay. and he flows in the gifts of creative miracles. Okay. Now to try to make this story short, in this meeting, he, man, he packed a wallop. I mean, it, the, the presence of God was so thick in this meeting. And when he began to pray over people, we were seeing miracles, creative miracles taking place right in front of us. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. See, when I came to God, like I say, I went to church. I was, I was raised up in the church, but the church wasn't in me. Christ wasn't in me. I used to see all of this charismatic activity that would take place. And as as a young man and as a young adult, I said, you know, that's cartoonery. So when I when I got saved, I said, "Okay, God, I'm going to keep it real with you because I know you're going to keep it real with me. Okay, Uh, I I don't want to I don't like the charismatic cartoonery things that I've seen, like in my parents church, you know, people flopping on the floor and doing all this stuff and people blowing on you. They lay hands on you and you're falling and everything. (laughs) So that's something I said. I just I, I don't know. I so this is how I was and God, you know, <laughs> God is humorous, you know, God, okay, okay, you know, so here I am, I, I've got this kind of attitude. Okay, in this meeting, in Dave Robeson's meeting, he's laying, he's laying hands on people and people are falling, boom, they're hitting the ground. I said, oh man, that's great. But here, here we go. I said, man, you know, okay, that's what they're doing. But, you know, if he comes over here and he, and he, and he prays for me, I ain't going to fall. The pastor's father, his name is uh, Robert Cather. So uh-huh. he, he's the singer and we uh-huh. call him Pops. Uh-huh. Now, Dave Robeson had a clear word of knowledge. He said, at the age of six, between six and eight years old, you had a growth spurt and you, you kind of almost outgrew your body and you've been suffering from this pain in your back mm-hmm. for years. As a matter of fact, your family don't know anything about it, which was true. My pastor was sitting there and said, what, dad, you've been suffering from this? Dad never told him. So Dave said, lift your hands up. So when he lifted his hands straight up like that, one was shorter than the other because of the misalignment of his spine. Yeah. And then so Dave Robeson said, now, I can't pull this straight with a Toyota tractor, but the Holy Ghost can. And he (laughs) grabbed his hand and we saw this, boom, in his hand. It was a creative miracle. They even out. and And he laid hands on him. Pop Cathers hit the ground. Boom. All right. So when that happened, uh-huh. I was standing. He was in the row just on the other side of me. And this is what I start saying. Oh, man, that's powerful. That's uh-huh. powerful. Man, if he if he comes over here, man, if he prays for me, I ain't going to fall. But, man, that's some power there. That's some power. <laughs> the faith is that's growing. what I was saying. Now, there's scripture where it says Jesus knew the thoughts of those that were around him. Dave Robinson started reciting Everything that I was saying in my head. Get it. He was standing there and he started saying what I was thinking. Yeah. 
And I was like, and, but he wasn't looking at me. He was looking straight ahead. I was uh -huh. to his side. After he said a few things and I realized, man, this dude is saying the same thing I'm, I'm saying here. Mm -hmm. He looked at me and he said, you can know about the power. You want to know about the power? You're going to have to get to know the one that's on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. And he looked at my wife. He said, come, come here, come out here because God is going to use you both. God is going to use you both because I see you on a trip with someone. You're not the main person on the trip. But God is going to use you. You're going to go wow. to and fro. You're going to go from one end of the country to the next. Wow. And then you're going to come back and the pastor is going to almost have to tie your feet or nail your feet to the ground wow. because you're going to be so excited because you're going to see this one get off of that bed of affliction. You're going to see those that were blind and they will uh, begin to see. And you're just going to be so excited and God is going to use yeah. you. God is going to use you. You're not the main person, but God is going to use you. Come out here. And then, so I'm standing out there. I got my hands up, right? My, uh -huh. and my eyes are closed. And the whole time he's saying this. Now, the reason why I know what I'm saying, I'm quoting what he said now, because I heard the tape and I saw the video. Check this uh, out. Okay. It's really going to bless you. It's really going to, because the whole time he's speaking, this is what I'm saying, Jen. Uh -huh. I'm saying, I ain't going to fall. I ain't going to fall. <laughs> I ain't going to fall. I know so but many people have I'm, said that. <laughs> yeah. The whole time I'm saying this, my legs are shaking, you know, like a boxer, you know, when a boxer really gets hit with a good jab, uh -huh. the first thing that goes is the legs, man, the oh. legs get wobbly. Uh -huh. Okay. That's exactly what was going on with me. Oh. And I said, hey, well, well, you know, what's wrong with my legs? What's wrong <laughs> with my legs? Right. And then he said, who do you think is coming up on you right now? This is the Holy Ghost. And I felt a little tap on my nose and boom, both my wife and I hit the ground and placed wow. us shouting and they were shouting and everybody was saying, I'm down there saying, oh my Lord, I fell, I fell, <laughs> right? I was still caught up in that, I ain't gonna fall. Yeah. All right, about two weeks later, my pastor brings a VHS <laughs> tape. That was during the VH, you know, you, we didn't yeah. have the cell phone. Old like school, this. right? <laughs> yeah, it's old school, man. So we, we had a VHS recording of this. Mm. And he said, Charlie, you need to see this. Cause I had told my pastor what happened. I felt this tap on the, you know, on, you know, my nose. Okay. I'm looking at now, now I'm hearing and seeing everything that went down. Uh -huh. And then when he said, who do you think is coming up on you right now? This is the Holy ghost. And, and he, he reached and he grabbed both my wife and I on the side of our heads. We didn't feel this touch on our head. You never felt it well. But I felt this tap on my nose. Oh, interesting. And then that's when God spoke to me and said, never forget, Charlie. You're right. Don't, you will not fall. You will not be moved mm -hmm. by the touch of man. Mm -hmm. You will only be moved by the touch of God. Wow. Amen. So powerful. Because it was, this is what put me and Sharon on the plane. A yeah. tap on the nose. Wow. Dave Robinson grabbed us by the side of our heads. That's why I'm in mean, I come across a very religious person and say, God is not speaking and God is not touching people today. I say, well, who was that that tapped me on my nose that day? Mm -hmm. Who wow. was that that tapped me on my nose that day? Because I know that God is touching people. So the fast forward again, getting back to the wife. Now you said it was important mm -hmm. and why that, you know, even my wife leaving me, it comes now down to the trip. Kim was ministering at a church up in the area where we live. We lived up in the high desert uh -huh. uh, in the Palmdale, Lancaster area there in Southern California. He was at a church called Springs of Life. My wife wasn't able to see Kim the first time he came. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I said, look, we need to go see this man. 
All right. So we went to go see him. Uh, it was a powerful meeting. Uh, he noticed me in in the audience and he, and, and uh, he said, uh, bass player from Northridge. You know, he didn't know my name. He said, bass player from Northridge. Hey, do you have your bass? And I said, no, no, I don't have my bass. He said, man, you should have brought your bass. You could be up here jamming with me, right? <laughs> and so, so the meeting was over with and we were on our way home. And I said, so honey, you know, what do you think? What do you think? She said, wow, that was interesting. And I said, yeah, that's pretty cool that he noticed me. She said, yeah, you're going to travel with him one day. Oh, look at her prophesying. <laughs> and I said, what? You're going to travel with him one day. And I said, doing what? She said, I don't know. I Doing something. I don't know. Uh, I, maybe playing your bass. You're going to travel with him one day. Hmm. We didn't know that she was prophesying. Yeah. The next time we saw Kim, which was at our church about another three months after that. Mm -hmm. Kim, I was walking out after the first meeting. This is what he said. He said, Charlie, that's your name, right? I said, yes. He said, I want you to pray tomorrow. I want you to pray about something. I want you to travel with me. I want you to pray about traveling with me. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. Now, you know who was super excited? <laughs> Your wife. Oh, that the Lord she had to go before jumping her. Jumping up and down, man. She yeah. started praying. And I said, what, what, what's going on? She said, I know it. I know it. I don't know how I know it, but I know it. I know it. <laughs> See, what God did was so beautiful. See, mm -hmm. he had to speak to her heart first. Yeah. Okay. And he solidified it. It's called a seed, mm -hmm. a seed of faith. And he placed that seed on the inside of her by giving her that word when we didn't even really truly understand that, you know, the prophetic at this time. Yeah. And then when he said, I want you to travel with me, boom, the there nourishment of that seed. Mm -hmm. Verse four, it, it conditioned our heart to allow me to travel because exactly. if it wasn't God, mm -hmm. that would have been a stumbling block. Yeah, it would have been. So yeah, because it would have, it would have no doubt reminded her of all of her frustration from before. And yeah. I mean, because that, that, and I, I just love how the Lord like moves in couples as one. Right. He's like, I know for you to do what I do, want you to do, she's got to be in agreement. So let me speak to her first and then get right. that mountain out of the way before it's ever an issue. <laughs> I love right. it. That's exactly what happened. That's awesome. I just love that. Okay. So since we've mentioned Kim a few times, let's explain who Kim is. For those who don't know, Kim Clement was a, and you can feel free to elaborate because you know him far better than I do, but um, I encountered Kim Clement for the first time in 2005 when I was uh, really more formally introduced to the prophetic. Mm -hmm. I, I explored the prophetic a little bit in college. The Holy Spirit just drew me into the prophetic personally as he began to teach me about prayer. Um, and so I was I was exercising the prophetic without having language for what I was doing. I, my, I hadn't been trained yet, but I was exercising it. So then in 2005, okay. the Lord connected me to a prophet that we have a relationship with prophet Phil rich. And, um, he began to train us and it was so good. He'd put language to my experiences. And then right. I could also see where I had made mistakes anyways. So in the context of that, I learned about Kim Clement, he came to our area. I went to a couple of his meetings, but I followed him online and listened to his teachings all the time. 
And so I was constantly kind of soaking in that prophetic climate. But he, from my understanding and experience, he was very much of a national prophet. Like he prophesied over the destiny of America a lot. He mm -hmm. prophesied over individuals in the crowd. And that was kind of a always fun to watch because he'd get so much. He'd like call someone up and while he's waiting for him, he'd prophesy over someone else and maybe never get back to that person he called up. It was really funny. Um, right. But he was from South Africa. He was probably from what I witnessed of his life and the capacity in which the Lord used him. I would say he was one of the most powerful and profound and impactful prophets of the century. Like uh, he's he's up there in the Hall of Fame for me as far as impactful yeah. prophets that that really made a difference. And he's prophesied mm -hmm. over lots of presidents and national leaders all around the world. So why don't you go ahead and include anything I'm, I may be missing, but go ahead and explain maybe who he is more from a personal perspective. Yeah, well, that's beautiful uh, because that's exactly, everything that you explained is exactly uh, the, the type of prophet he was. Uh, he was. He was he was clearly and truly sent to. Kim began to operate not only as a prophet, but he had an apostolic edge to what he did mm -hmm. because he was sent to different regions. You know, the, the, uh, the basic meaning of an apostle is a sent one mm -hmm. to go here to plant to go there to plant to build yeah. yeah and that's what god did he god told him you will go to america mm -hmm. and you will dwell in america and he told him you will dwell in the south for a time you'll come back and forth but then you'll dwell in the south and then you will go out west and then your ministry will really explode and yeah. all of that came to pass so so he flowed apostolically also mm -hmm. and uh you know he, he he was just a man of prayer and like you and I when we spoke on the phone earlier or when we spoke before uh before this particular broadcast I told you about how my pastor instilled in me not only an attitude of prayer but a commitment to prayer because mm -hmm. it's so important that we pray and I'm so excited that we're going to talk about prayer prophetic prayer because this is how god wants us to pray he wants us to pray prophetically yeah and so kim was a man of prayer kim was a dedicated man of spending time with god and so yes he had he, he had such such a gift and i love that you brought up that he will call people up see because <laughs> see you know kim he, I, I see when i first started traveling with kim he used to call me mr inquisitive because uh -huh. I always had a question. Uh -huh. I always, I would question Kim all the time, you know. And then when I moved here to Texas in, in 96 and I started working for him full time, you know, I would go over to his office, to his house. He had his office at his house. And, you know, and we would be hanging out or we'll be working on some music or something. And I go into his office. <laughs> he came in one day. I was sitting there. I was reading his notes. And he, that's when he said, Mr. Inquisitive. What are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just, you know, just, you know, straightening up <laughs> a few things, you know, but he loved that because, see, uh -huh. I was a seeker because hungry, I wanted yeah. to know. Yeah. I was hungry for the prophetic because I knew that what God had formed in us and what he had joined together wasn't in it, just wasn't a circumstance or just right. a happenstance. It was destiny. Yes. Okay? Yes. It was destiny. Yeah. Uh, but Kim, yeah, I mean, he was a man of destiny. And that's, 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 it's what drove him. Mm. And, you know, without a doubt, I know, let me give you, a, if I can make this short.
because I don't sure. want to be too long because let me tell you something. I know we got to get to our topic too. We got so much yeah, we can cover. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I can really speak, but this is how I know that God called us to do what we did before he placed us in our mother's womb. Mm. We were born in 56. Okay. The year, year 1956. Mm-hmm. And we were born 50 days apart. He was at 17 years old is when Kim, he, he was lying in the streets from a stab wound. Oh. Okay. And he had said at 12 years old, because a priest came to his hospital room, I think he was having something done uh, when he was 12 years old and this preach, this priest came and started talking about Jesus. And he told him, man, get out of here. Get out. I don't want to, I don't want to know nothing about no Jesus. Get out of here like that. And then, so the priest said, well, Jesus is still walking the streets today. And one day he, you're going to call out to him wow. and he's going to raise you up. Here's a priest, a Catholic priest. Wow. Prophecy. He's prophesying. Yeah. See, you see how beautiful God is. Yes. You see, religion always says God will never speak through that person. God will never speak through that person. Mm-hmm. Look, if he spoke to Balaam from from the you know from a donkey, from an ass, yeah. how much more is he going to speak through whomever he wants to speak through, especially it's today? It's true, right? So here's this priest saying he he you're going to call out to him one day because Jesus is still walking the streets. Well, Kim was stabbed. He was lying in the streets. Wow. He was bleeding to death. And guess what? He said, Jesus, if you're still walking the streets today, can you come over and, and, and raise me up? And sure enough, a gentleman came over, wow. saw him lying in the streets, picked him up, took him to the hospital, and then led him to the Lord. Wow. Exactly what happened. That was 17 years old. It's a legit right. Good Samaritan story. Mm-hmm. And now, that was in South Africa. Uh-huh. We're both 17 years old now. In America, in a little town called Lubbock, Texas. Uh-huh. I had a dream. Now I was always infatuated with three cities in the United States. I grew up in a, a poor family. And uh, the, the, the likelihood of me ever going to see these cities, especially when I was a teenager, uh-huh. was next to none. Mm-hmm. And the three cities was New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles, because I've always was infatuated with high, tall skyscrapers with tall buildings. The dream started with me being right in the heart of this city. I was surrounded by tall buildings. And I said, and then this is what I said, I've made it. I've made it. I'm in New York. Then this voice said, this is not New York. And I said, well, what is it? The voice said, it's Detroit. And then so I said, well, what the heck is in Detroit? Because the only thing that I correlated with uh, with Detroit was first and foremost, of course, Motown. But Motown was no longer there. Mm. Motown had moved out west. Mm. So the next thing that was associated with Detroit was crime. My parents used to get Jet Magazine. It's a weekly publication. And in the crime section in that magazine, or uh, in that little booklet, I would always read about a pimp or a prostitute or something of devastating crime taking place in Detroit. Mm. So Detroit wasn't a place I wanted to go. I said, well, what the heck is in Detroit? The voice said, Detroit is big. Fast forward to 1995. Mm. We were in Detroit, Michigan, Kim and I. Wow. And we were were in this service. And in this service, there was a a violent thunderstorm that was going on. Mm. And the place was packed by 2,500 people. 
And we were singing one of Kim's iconic songs. I love your word. I love your spirit and your voice calling my name out loud. And so we was worshiping to this song. All of a sudden the power goes out. So the emergency lights come on. So that means all of the electrical instruments and the microphones was gone. The only oh, yeah. thing that was working was Kim acoustic piano and the emergency lights. And one was shining on Kim and one was shining on me. Hmm. And then so, and, 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 uh, and, and of course the other one was, 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 you know, illuminated the rest of the, uh, the, uh, sanctuary, mm-hmm. but we continue to sing. And then all of a sudden I have this vision and I saw like a mist over the people. Then the voice at 17 years old said, Charlie, where are you? I, I, it was, it was, it was very audible and I'm, I'm in Detroit. And then the voice said, Detroit is big. Uh-huh. And then that's when I got it. Detroit, yes, it is. Uh-huh. I had to be here. That was our wow. point of destiny. Wow. Because see, God had also said to Kim, when he broke his hands, he broke both of his wrists and, and uh, in 93. Wow. And God said for him to stop his itinerant ministry. Stop your itinerant form of ministry. In other words, stop going from place to place to place to place to place. And I want you to go to Detroit and I want you to dwell in Detroit. And it took him a year to really do that. Even Kim, because Kim being the obedient prophet that he was, Kim knew that Uh he had to get to Detroit. Wow. And sure enough, when we got there, that's when God opened both of our eyes and said, now I'm going to form a sound in you. Now I'm going to form something Mm. in you for the work that I have positioned and commissioned you to do is huge. Wow. And now you've arrived in this place and we called it our Bethel because it was in that place that was known for crime, known Mm. for hell, crime. It's a place of pain, right? That was the catalyst and, and the, the rock of our relationship. And I know without a doubt that we were called. Wow. And then, and both of y'all had those prophetic experiences that were seeds to your destiny at the same time in your lives separately. That's amazing. I love that. I love how the Lord does that, man. Okay. So let's dive into then we've, we've kind of, you guys, I think have gotten a little picture of how the prophetic works in Mr. Charlie's stories and that again, like the Lord can seize all these little opportunities in simple ways to put seeds and deposit almost like clues, like you're, like you're going from one clue to the next throughout life of hearing what God is saying. And now, but we want to really encourage you in diving into prophetic prayer because accessing God's heart and mind on your life is something that you actually have free access to. It's now those moments, those encounters where it just happens to you. God just shows up. It's just a moment. Those aren't necessarily planned at all. Those are just an expression of God's grace on our life and him just intercepting and intervening, but accessing God's heart and mind, God invites us throughout scripture. He says, draw near. I will show you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. I will speak to you when you come and pray to me. And so he, he speaks frequently throughout scripture about draw near. In fact, he said, all of you should desire to prophesy because it builds Mm -hmm. up your spirit, man. And so let's just define real simply, what would you, how would you define prophetic prayer? I've kind of already done that, but why don't you put it in your own words? How's it different than common prayer? Well, uh, prophetic prayer is basically praying the will, the intent, and the, uh, the purpose of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, praying because when Jesus said, in this manner, ye shall pray. 
it's it's a it wasn't a prayer that we should just quote verbatim the Lord's prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But it's it, it's a model. It's a how how can I put it? So that that's like it a won't model. Be, yeah, it's a model. It's it's an example and it's and it's and it's a form of prayer that is totally, totally associated with worship. Mm. Okay. Our Father who art in heaven, you realize you you acknowledging him as first your father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. To hallow the name of God is to worship, to reverence, mm -hmm. to really understand the fear of the Lord. It's not this kind of fear, but it's the awesomeness of who he is. Mm -hmm. And so when you hallow the name of, hallowed be thy name is worship. Yeah. That's, that's worshiping good. God. And so worship and prayer go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So the safest way to really tap into, well, I don't want to say safe, but I'm just an easy way Okay. to tap into the beginning of praying prophetically is to worship. It's to agree. draw close to God in worship. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the beauty of it. So prophetic prayer consists of worship and, and it's a daily thing and it's a, it's a mindset. This is something that God wants us to do daily. And that yeah. bread is, of course, Christ, the bread of life, which is his word. And what does that do? Okay. It builds you up. You have a word. Now you are getting revelation. And the mm -hmm. gates of hell cannot prevail against the revelated word of God. That's a good it word. It can't right there. prevail. Mm -hmm. You know? And so that's prophetic prayer. It's, the, it's basically something that we seek to do on a daily basis, which consists of worship mm -hmm. and adoration, giving him a few moments of your day. Yeah. So yeah. let me, let me, uh, let me break it down for you listeners. When I started learning the difference between common prayer or, or prayer that we're accustomed to, or maybe even trained into as a child, you know, as a kid, we're taught, okay, make sure you say your prayers at the end of the day. Thank you, God, yeah. for today. Here's the things I want. Here's the things we need. Amen. Right. And so we've right. been conditioned from childhood and, and church life and whatever to pray our list of needs. And that is a form of prayer. It's a valid form of prayer. It's a um, yeah. request and petitions. Um, but in scripture, if you'll notice, there's a passage that says that if you ask anything according to my will, you will receive it. Mm -hmm. But I know many of us have experienced where we would pray and pray and pray and pray, and that thing would not happen like we were praying. And so then it's confusing. And it's like, wait, you said if I ask anything, well, the contingent factor there is my will. And so then I began yeah. to go into, hold on, then I need to know God's will if I'm going right. to have prayers that are effective. So that started my path. Well, when I was in Bible school, in a prayer time, I remember I was still, I was still learning about prayer, but he said, now, listen, don't feel like you have to fill the space with your voice. Don't pray something unless you feel prompted by the Holy spirit to pray it. Right. And that kind of opened the door for me of positioning my heart from that framework of, I don't have to fill my mouth with things. I need to be prompted by the Holy Spirit and pray that right. thing. And so it simplified my prayers, but it exponentially multiplied their effectiveness. And so, Amen. for example, even recently when uh, this happened recently, like when someone is sick, our instinct is to immediately pray for healing, which we do know it's God's will to heal. But you also notice right. in scripture, Jesus was around lots of sick people. He didn't heal every right. single one of them. He healed some of them, but not every mm -hmm. single one. So it's like, okay, 
Well, let's lean into that. And so this last time we had a few friends who were sick with COVID and they were not looking good. They were all on ventilators. And so wow. I remember instead of just praying, God bring, you know, cause our, our perception is they deserve to live. Of course they do. But mm -hmm. I know well enough now, I'm not going to exhaust myself and frustrate and disappoint myself by praying something that's not in alignment with what God has ordained. And so yeah. I asked the Lord about these different individuals, God, are they going to live? How should I pray into this? And the Lord told me one of them that they were going to go on to be with the Lord. And he told me another one. He said, it's not their time to go. They're going to recover. And so I prayed like that. Now I still pray for life. I still pray for healing because I know it's good right. and it's God's desire. But in my heart, my faith was, I knew that the one was going to go home to be with the Lord and it was okay. And it right. happened just like the Lord spoke. That person went home to be with the Lord and the other person recovered. And so it has protected my heart and my disappointment or not and my faith with the Lord by leaning into his will and praying only what I hear him saying. And that's, how, that's the example Jesus gave. He said, I don't say anything unless the father says right. it. I don't, I do what my father says. He, he only does the things that the father does. And so when Come you're, on. when you're going into prayer, we've been trained to pray what you think should happen. But what right. we're proposing is prophetically, you take time to hear God's heart first and pray what he shows you needs to be prayed. And sometimes it may look different then you think that it needs to look, or he may give you a word that doesn't make sense to the situation, but you release that word and it can um, cause like a domino effect of things to happen that resolves the situation. So oh, beautiful. do you have any examples of that comparison right well, there? Exactly. It's so beautiful that you brought that up because see when Kim first, mm -hmm. when he became ill, I was on a mission. I, I was praying for his, for his return. Yeah. And I was praying earnestly and I, I put in hour after hour after hour. Mm. And so I, I, I was believing. I began to write songs and, and, and I, I did a CD dedicated to Kim. It's called Songs for Kim in the Key of Clement, because in my time <laughs> of prayer, God would begin to give me uh, uh, songs. And the reason why it's in the, in the Key of Clement, because every last one of these songs was in the Key of C whether C major or C minor, every last one of them. And, and so uh, I had this faith that Kim was going to, you know, that he was going to return. Yeah. Okay. But one day my wife, she gets up, gets up early on a Saturday morning. And that's when we used to do our den broadcast. She gets up and she, and she has this encounter mm. and she, she looks up and this was when we were living out in Southern California now. And she looked up and she saw, there was clouds in the sky and then the sun came through this cloud and it was shining through this palm tree. It was absolutely beautiful. She took a picture of it and then she, she had an open vision mm. and she saw Kim in, in, in a suit of armor and her interpretation of that armor was his glorified body. Wow. So she came back to the house and she said, and she, well, she was shaking. She said, I can't believe what God, and she showed me the picture that she took. Mm. And then she said, I saw Kim and he had armor. And I don't know what's, what's glorified body. Cause she didn't know. I said, well, you know, that's uh, what we will have when we uh, go to heaven. You know, we're going to have this glorified body. And so I was saying, so God's going to heal Kim, but no, what God showed her wow. was Kim was going to transition over Yeah, wow. and that he was going to be in heaven in his glorified body yeah and then later on that's when we both got the uh that's what you saw 
So the exact same thing that you just said, God showed you that one was going to transition and one was going to live. Yeah. God showed us that Kim wasn't going to live. He was going to transition over. Yeah, so that's wow. beautiful. Wow. And that's, and I feel like one thing that I've learned just personally is by taking the approach of prophetic prayer, which is hearing what God plans to do. Mm -hmm. It has protected my heart from disappointment with God, because especially when you're talking life and death situations, because it's so deeply emotional. And when someone passes and we just believed that we believed that God was going to heal them, but that wasn't necessarily what God was planning to do, heal them on this side of eternity, then it can leave you so disillusioned. God, I don't get it. I don't know how to put those pieces together, but God was so kind to prepare y'all's hearts for Kim's transition. So you weren't disappointed with God. That's right. That's beautiful. So, so, okay. So since you have so much experience and Kim trained you for years, um, why don't you share maybe what are some simple steps if someone, one of my listeners is new to prophetic prayer, but they're like, Ooh, I want to cultivate that. But then they're also like, well, how do I know if I'm doing it right? Et cetera. Mm -hmm. What are some simple steps or even safeguards? um, Maybe one to three that they could immediately apply in their life and and know that they're on the right track the safest path is praying in the holy ghost Mm, yeah praying in the spirit yeah you know in in the book of jude it says when you pray in the holy ghost you're building yourself up on your most Most holy holy faith. faith yeah you know in the tabernacle of moses there was the outer court then there was the inner court then there was the holy place and then there was the most holy place. Mm. You see, when 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 you pray in the Holy Ghost, God says that you're building yourself up on you're building yourself up on your most holy faith. Yeah, and you're conditioning yourself to be able to be in the shekinah glory of god that most holy place that that holiest of holy my simple uh answer to that Mm -hmm. is being baptized in the holy ghost yeah by and then praying in the spirit yes praying in the spirit and and for a lot of people it's it's challenging yeah to really pray in the spirit and just because you like uh, i don't know what this is Yes. So praying in the Holy Ghost bypasses this carnal mind mm-hmm. and you are tapping in and you're praying according to the Holy Spirit. That's and good. the more you do it, the more you're building yourself up on your most holy faith. Yes. You, you're not in the outer court. You, 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 you're not in the inner court. You're not even in that holy place. You are building yourself up in that most holy place, which yeah. is on the inside of us. That's a simple answer. I do agree with you completely. Now for any listeners who are like, okay, well then how do I get that? Like I'm not filled with the spirit. I don't know how to go there. I feel like a, if you have a church that is spirit filled and believes in the move of the Holy spirit. And I would say, go to your pastor and say, I want to be filled with the Holy spirit. How do Mm -hmm. I do that? Now, if you're at a church that doesn't do that, then to be honest, sit down with the Lord himself and just say, Lord, 
scripturally, you promised to give the Holy Spirit. And you can read about it in Acts. Acts chapter 2, it talks about how he filled the disciples with the Holy Spirit. And they were filled with the power to do the works that God had, had set aside for them to do. And so that's what being filled with the Holy Spirit is about. We receive power when he comes on us to do the works of healing and, and all the things that Jesus asked us to do here in the earth. And so you sit down with the Lord and say, Holy Spirit, this is something you've made available to me, then I want it. And so please fill me with your Holy Spirit. I would like to speak in tongues. I would like to prophesy. And everyone's journey is different. Sometimes it happens right in that moment. Sometimes it happens days later, weeks later, whatever. So don't be discouraged if no no lightning strikes, you know, nothing crazy happens. (laughs) When it happened for me, it was very unemotional because that's what I had asked for. I didn't want some hyper emotional experience. And, um, but it's been transforming. Like, it, it nurtured right. an intimacy with the Holy Spirit that I didn't anticipate. And I started to just know things that I hadn't known before. It was really weird, right. like know things about the Holy Spirit. So praying in the Spirit is absolutely, I'm so glad you you mentioned that. That is the access way and doorway. And I, I would say in partnership with that, if you want to hear God's heart and thoughts, getting in his word and worship are the purest mm-hmm. way to access God's heart and thoughts. You alluded to that earlier. You talked about worship, the importance of that. The word of God is God's thoughts written down. And so if you want to sharpen the prophetic, be spending time in the word of God, because then when you're asking God to speak to you, many times he will bring up the word because the word of God also says that the word of God is the purest form, the more sure word of prophecy. And so Mm -hmm. if you want something very sure, you need to be in the word of God so he can speak to you that way as well. You, 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 yeah, you, you have to connect with the word. You have to, uh, I love, I love how it's written in, in Joshua meditate in my word day and night. Yeah. Not just meditate on it, but meditate in it. So that, yeah. that to me means to, to meditate, to, to get into the word, let yeah. the word get inside of you, yes. become one with the word. And the more you have, see, if you, if you just adjust your thinking, just like you just said, just sit down with God mm-hmm. because God is, he's, 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 he's close. Mm-hmm. He's closer than what a lot of people know. He is right there with you. He's, yes. he's inside of you. Yes. And if you ask him a question, he said, if you ask, will I not give it to you? Mm-hmm. He says in his word, you, you have not because you ask not. Yes. So yes. just ask. So I, I love that you said that. And with yes. me, when I received the Holy Ghost, it's mm-hmm. like when my pastor, when he first led me to the Lord back in January 26, 1990, mm-hmm. he said, you need the Holy Spirit. And I said, well, what's that? Because I didn't know what it was. And then he started explaining to me. This is what he said. I want, I'm going to pray for you. And that's what you, do you want it? And I said, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, I need it. Yeah. So he prayed for me. And then yeah. he said, now I'm going to speak in tongues. And, and uh, I want you to, I want you to hear it. And as you're listening to me, you just, just try to mimic me. Mm-hmm. He started speaking in tongues. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this dude, you know, <laughs> just like that. I'm like, and then I'm saying to myself, I said, Man, this is crazy. I said, I ain't doing nothing like this, like that. That's exactly. I'm uh-huh. just being. I'm just being totally transparent here. Uh-huh. I love it. And then so I told him. I said, uh, uh, Pastor, I, I, you know, that's weird. And so you know, he said, No, that's okay. But you, 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 you've got it. You received it. And sure enough, about a week, maybe two weeks later, and I bought my first Bible. Never forget it. King James version with a green leather case, 
I brought it to the house. I had just finished working out. I was getting uh -huh. ready to take a shower. Uh -huh. I was getting ready to clean. I, actually, I was getting ready to take a bath. I wanted to soak in the tub. Uh -huh. And it was at that moment, <laughs> all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost came upon me. Wow. And I hit the floor and I began to pray in this language that I, I didn't understand. And it was just flowing. The mm -hmm. Bible speaks about living water shall flow from you. Yeah. Well, that's the Holy Ghost. And it began to flow from me. Yes. And, and, and it was 45 minutes later when I finally stopped. Face was just wet. I was oh. just, I was just weeping. Wow. But I felt like I was clean. I don't even need to take a bath. <laughs> I felt so clean. So wow. clean. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's what happened with me. That's amazing. Well, I love that your story is so honest. Mine, mine was, I cried because I was frustrated. I was like, I don't know how to spit out these weird words. What are you, you know, I, I cried because I was frustrated. And, uh, but finally there was a point where it kicked in. He was like, just start saying things. And I was like, bah, bah. like, I felt like I was baby taught. It felt so yeah. awkward, you know, but it's he was so like, great. So he would, he would actually ask me questions to keep my mind engaged on him, but he told me, keep my mouth moving. And that's what disconnected my mind from what was happening with my mouth and it allowed my spirit to kind of kick in. And so that was super helpful. I do that with people too now when yeah. I pray for them to get filled. So anyways, okay. I know we have hit an hour and I want to respect your time, but I feel like we could talk all day. And so but I would love to dive in maybe in another episode about some of the prophetic words that Kim Clement released into the nations and how you guys have seen those fulfilled and maybe even things we're watching play out right now, like his prophecy about the two presidents, you know, with everything going on right now, we need Biden. To do another one. And I know we need to do another episode, but so I let figured, me, you know, I figured that, you know, we were going to go, <laughs> I did too. It's going to go a little longer, but I want to say something here because um, one of the things that you wanted to ask, was an example of prophetic prayer. Okay, give it. Of what happened. And yeah. and uh, July 27th, 2021, so that was last summer. Okay. I was in, in my time of prayer. This is what I began to pray. And what, and what I would do, I would walk my neighborhood. On this day, this is what came out. CNN, you shall decree the word of the Lord, for you will find it difficult to continue to speak spit out the poison and the venom that you've been speaking out for so many decades, especially within the last five to six years. Wow. But listen to the word of the Lord. I decree right now, CNN, you will speak and utter that which I, God, want you to say. Mm. For the mess, the vile, and the venom you have been spitting out, you will find that your throat will begin to tighten up. Wow. That the more you try to spit it out, the harder it becomes. Okay. And then I went on to say, so I decree and pray this now, CNN, your throat is closing. CNN, your throat wow. is closing. The more you spit venom, the tighter your throat shall become. And there wow. shall be an exposure that shall bring about a flip, a right side up, a flip. And people will not rebel, but they will rise up with righteous indignation and you shall be humble. Well, we know what has just happened with CNN. First and foremost, the- um, CNN the Plus. <laughs> yeah. Well, CNN Plus just, just bit the bullet. They <laughs> yeah, tanked. They shutting down. Yeah. Cuomo, one of the uh, top anchors, got caught up in, in, in a uh, scandal. 
-hmm. And then the CEO, the, the top guy, got caught up in a scandal. And it's exactly what God said through me this day as I was praying. Wow. Because I began to pray. Uh, you know, God commissions us to pray for different things. So I began to pray mm. over the prognosticators, which is the mainstream media. Yeah. They keep prognosticating those things that are antichrist. Yeah, they and are. so I began to pray over that. And then this was the will and the intent of God that I mm. prayed on this day. Now we see that when Cuomo and the chief uh, executive officer an officer of CNN got caught in their sex scandals and the things that they were doing. Did you notice how CNN tried to report that? that it was like their tongue. They didn't know how to report it. They tried not to report it. It was exactly what God says. You'll wow. find that your tongue will be sticking hmm. to the roof of your mouth. And that's exactly. And there are some more humbling that's coming. And we just found out CNN plus their streaming network yeah. tanking. And so that's that's how God uses us in prophetic prayer. Yes. Uh, when you pray, he begins to reveal mm -hmm. to you his will, his yes. intent, his purpose. And when we release it and then we make it, we write it down, like uh -huh. I write them down, yeah. that's our petition. And then we yeah. pray this. We're making our petitions known unto God. Yes. He will answer those things. Okay, so that's there's an... Yes. And I love those stories and those examples because that actually kind of takes us into our life hacks section. So you guys don't go anywhere because we're going to go into life hacks right now where Mr. Charlie is going to give us a really practical way to pull, um, to ramp your prayer life and make it really, really powerful accessing the prophetic. And then I'm going to recap practically what you can do to again, nurture prophetic prayer in your life. So don't go anywhere. Okay, so Dr. Charlie, go into the life hack, which you had shared with me personally is your personal habit in prayer. Why don't you share that? Because I feel like it's so practical, but so powerful. Yeah, uh, well, one thing that God uh, directed me um, uh, to do, uh, this is how the prophet Kim had transitioned over. Uh, he directed me to go to House of Destiny's prophetic vault where we have all the prophetic utterances that God spoke through prophet Kim mm. and I, we have them transcribed. Okay. And so what he, what, what he told me to do is to take these words and I have so many of them printed out. I'm going to link that in the show notes so people can access the vault. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, www.houseofdestiny.org. Okay. forward slash prophecy all right i'll put and, that uh, in you, yeah and and uh you don't even have to be a member okay you just go to that part of the website and it opens straight up to the vault and you can type in keywords let's say you want to know about like president you type in keyword president all the prophecies that involve god speaking about presidents will pop up and they're long y'all so be prepared yeah. you'll be reading for what they're long yeah. <laughs> right and so but what god said is, is for me to take these words and to begin to pray and recite these words mm. him used to teach me like i said i would sit down with him have private conversations with him a lot mm -hmm. and he would say charlie you you take the prophetic word because see that word is applicable to every generation he said why is it that the the bible is still the most popular book that has ever been written 
because the word is applicable to every generation. What Amen. was written two, three, four thousand years ago applies to our lives today. Mm, good. And you can get fresh revelation from it mm -hmm. because see the word goes from one state of existence to the next. Now, that's what the scripture means when it says from glory to glory. Mm -hmm. It goes from one state of existence to the next. Amen. It continues to grow. It continues. Wow. Revelation continues to come. But that's what's so powerful about the word of God. And so he said, take your words and pray over them. Thrust them in the atmosphere. I don't care when they were given. Mm -hmm. Just receive that word and pray over it and release it back into the atmosphere. Because mm -hmm. basically what you're doing, you're just hitting the devil with the truth. Yeah, You're hitting the devil with his way. And mm -hmm. you're hitting the devil with his life, his truth, yeah. his way, and his life. Wow. And the devil cannot come back that. And so I take these words and I, and I begin to pray and recite these words. And the more I did that and the more I do it, then God will begin just like when you read in his, prof, uh, his, his written word, mm -hmm. the Logos and the Rhema, they line up, they go together. And the more you read his Logos, the more you connect with his Rhema, his now spoken word, mm -hmm. then you will connect with him that now you will begin to release his Rhema. Yes, that's good. That's you good. will begin to speak because God would then speak to you and said, thus said me, mm -hmm. said this, and then you will begin to release it. That's good. It's, 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 it's just that relationship. So. It is. Well, and then, and then anything, any prophecy carries a prophetic atmosphere with it and your spirit recognizes that. And so the more you right. expose yourself to prophecy, you're acclimating your spirit to the spirit of prophecy and you're getting right. it accustomed so it'll begin to recognize it and click and go there more easily as well and so that's really good i love that that's so good because yeah. you are you start with releasing the prophetic word that maybe another prophet has spoken and mm -hmm. you'll find that your spirit will go there uniquely as well and so mm -hmm. that's powerful that's so true. that kind of brings me to a good uh wrap a wrap-up practical application. So if you guys want to cultivate prophetic prayer in your life, here's what I would recommend. This is what I started with in college, and it was very, very helpful. I would, I would encourage you in times of prayer, um, pray in tongues for a few minutes. If you don't pray in tongues yet, read the word of God. Um, do both, do either, do all of it, you know, worship, whatever. Just get in that place where you're connecting with the spirit of God. And then after you've been there for a little while, sit down and just say, God, speak to me with a journal and just begin to write and just begin to write what you feel like God is saying. An even simpler thing you can do is carry a journal with you throughout the day or a mm -hmm. notes in your notes app on your phone. And when you feel like God is speaking, just write it down. And here's what I'm going to say as your filter. If it's biblical and if it's good and encouraging and would produce good fruit, it is likely God, especially if it's not something you would have come up with on your own. <laughs> but if it's biblical, produces good fruit, push, shifts your eyes to Jesus, shifts your eyes, it glorifies the Lord, all those, all those things that God's spirit will do, then it's likely from the spirit of God and you can lean into it and trust it. 
If you're ever yeah. not sure, it's okay. Like you're going to hear other stuff along the way to you. And that's okay. Come You'll on. begin to discern what's the spirit of God and what's just your own soul. You'll begin to discern the difference. And, um, and so that's just a really practical way. You can begin to activate that along with what, what Dr. Charlie was saying about speak prophecies. So if you're like, I'm not in a prophetic climate, I've never received a prophetic word. I'm not around prophetic people. Start with their website, go to the house of destiny, uh, mm -hmm. .org slash prophecy, go to their vault and just start looking at prophecies. You can also go to elijahlist.com, subscribe yeah. to the Elijah list, and you'll get right. prophecies in your inbox from various prophets all the time. It's yeah. very credible. And, um, and just begin to speak those things out loud, pray them out loud. And if you are in a climate where you ever encounter a prophet or someone who prophesies over you, I always turn on my recording app and I record That's the audio. Right. And that way I can go back and listen to them on a regular basis to remind my spirit, remind my heart and mind of what God has said about me. It's also very, very powerful. Yeah. And, and, and then let me add this. Uh, here's a prayer in Ephesians that Paul wrote to the Ephesians. It's in mm -hmm. chapter one and it starts at verse 16. This is the prayer that I prayed on a daily basis when I first mm -hmm. got saved because this I needed to be transformed. I needed to change into the image of who he was in me. And this right here, well, this prayer worked and I prayed it over my wife. Uh, I was led to do this. My pastor said, pray this prayer. And I'm telling you, it's Ephesians chapter one, starting at verse 16. And, and do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, Paul wrote to them, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So what I begin to do was to put that in the first person. Yeah. And I begin to pray this whole prayer from 16 all the way down to 22, now 23, all the way down. And I begin to apply that in, you know, to my life personally. So I prayed it daily. And I said, Father God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto Charlie, me, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of my understanding will be enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward me uh, yeah. and those that believe. Amen. And then when you do it like this and you do it on a daily basis, all of a sudden this prayer will begin to manifest. It will become life to you. It will yes. begin to manifest in your life. Yes. That's what it did for me. And I know it would do it for you. That's so good. I 100% add my amen to that. And you guys, listen, one thing a lot of people don't realize is both prayer and the word of God. When you release the words of God back into the atmosphere, it doesn't mm -hmm. die ever. In all of eternity, it continues to echo. The Bible says that the prayers of the saints are continually before the throne of God. And so, and then it says that the angels of God hearken unto the word of the Lord. So when you're releasing the word of God from your lips, whether the written word or the rhema word, where he reveals something to you, angels are activated to carry that thing out. That's their job and their assignment. And so that's what makes prayer so powerful from that place mm -hmm. because you're activating angels and then it continues to echo throughout history. So when your grandchildren or your neighbor 
is moved by the spirit of God and prays along the same lines there there. It's like when a voice is being magnified because more people mm -hmm. join in those prayers become more and more magnified by the culmination of voices. And so when God puts something on your heart, you don't know if you might be joining the echo of prayers from generations before you. And so That's it's so very, good. very powerful. So anyways, Oh, I'm getting all worked up. I'm like, we need episode number two. <laughs> we have to, we have I to agree. I agree. Okay. If you're game, I'm game. So I'm definitely. Oh, good. Well, you guys, this has gone, gone long, but thank you for listening. And you guys, if this was good, man, throw it on social media, take a screenshot, throw it on social media, tag us, go online, rate and review our show, my show Java with Jen, when you're online and then go check out Charlie, Dr. Charlie, how can people get a hold of you if they want to connect with you and your ministry? Okay, uh, my website is real simple. It's www.charliejordan.com or .net. Uh, that's 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 my website. Uh, okay. My YouTube channel is just Charlie Jordan. Just just search out Charlie Jordan, and then you will be able to find my YouTube channel. I can send you the link. Sure. Uh, also to that, and then my the uh, my Facebook is Charlie Ray Jordan, and you you just you know just type that in and, and then you can find me there and uh and uh you know you'll know it's me because you know, my grandkids are all over my facebook page I just, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy That's about awesome. my grandkids so i love it you'll know that so so if you uh if they want to hear your music where can they find your music uh i'm on i'm on uh apple um itunes i'm with apple music i'm with spotify i'm with uh amazon you know, Amazon music. I'm on all of the digital outlets. Okay. Um, and if you want to find it, you can, if you search out, just search Charlie mm -hmm. CJ Jordan. So you Charlie parentheses, CJ parentheses, Jordan, and then you'll be able to find me on iTunes and okay. um, I mean, YouTube and everything. And uh, you can okay. either download it or you can stream it. Uh, Excellent. I'm there. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Mr. Jordan, Dr. Charlie, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. I have been built up by our interview and I know my listeners, I'm sure will be as well. So thank you so much. And I look forward to the next time I can have you on the show. Oh man, I'm looking for, I'm so, you know, looking forward to it. So. Amen. Amen. Well, you guys listen, thanks for listening again. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen. And there, I love to just chat with you guys on there. I'll put out polls. I'll let you know about upcoming guests and upcoming episodes right there. Also, if you haven't stopped by the merch store, you can get Java with Jen coffee and merch at Java with Jen merch.com. And until next time, you guys, I love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say hey. It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon. Or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Until next time, remember, you will fulfill your greatest destiny one day at a time.